0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 212, um, and I'm calling it Managing the Home While Dealing with Sickness. Or medical issues, or whatever. I had mentioned. I think sometimes I forget what I've mentioned in the past. Anyway, I had a hysterectomy ten days ago. Now, um, as I'm recording this, so it's just kind of something that's on my mind. I know I've talked about this type of thing before, but you know, I feel like I've got some fresh things to talk about because it's my life right now, and so I'm sharing it. Um, just some thoughts that I have, things that I'm thankful that I've done in the past. Um, that's what I'll be talking about in the second half and just kind of the ways that we're managing right now. Um, cause I think we're managing pretty well for me because you know, this is me. <laughs> it's never going to be perfect anyway. Um, but before I do that, let me just say that, um, at the end of this podcast, if you are listening to this on or before May 6th, stay tuned at the end for my spiel About the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle. Um, If you don't know what that is, I'll explain that. Um, If you're not interested in hearing about it, or if you're listening after May 6, 2019, I'll tell you when to turn off the podcast before I get to that spiel. Okay. All right. So how am I doing? Well, (laughs) I just asked that like you care. So I'm just going to assume that you do. Um, So I had my hysterectomy 10 days ago. And um, I'm really proud of the fact that um, my doctor said I was up there, like in the top. like, you know, maybe he said I'm not like the very top most difficult hysterectomy that he's ever done before. But um, I'm kind of in probably the top, you know, five to ten. so thank you very much. I am strangely proud of that. I told him that yesterday at my appointment and he, as he often does, looked at me like I was crazy, um, but with a smile. So that's good, right? I'm always good. And you can totally look at me like I'm crazy as long as you don't hate me for it. But uh, I had that. um, He explained yesterday that I will have soreness and pain for longer than most people do because mine was so difficult. Um, I'm very thankful that the surgeon who specializes in intestines, which you're not supposed to deal with intestines with your um, hysterectomy, but my certain parts were stuck to other parts inside of me. Super gross, whatever. I did tell him yesterday, I don't want to see the pictures because I saw pictures in his folder. So please don't show me the pictures of my insides. Yeah, no, sorry. Proud of myself, but I don't want to see it. Anyway, um, the surgeon was available to come in and do part of it. So we were, we were able, I mean, it, it could be so much worse. He said that he probably would have had to open me up vertically and not do the little laparoscopy, whatever. Um, we did the robotic assisted laparoscopy laparoscopy. I don't even know if that's really the word, something that starts with a lap anyway. Um, but we did a robotic I we did, I didn't do anything. I laid there completely asleep. Um, anyway, so yeah, the surgeon was there, was able to deal with some stuff that was very unusual and I'm going to stop talking about my intestines. Okay. Anyway, as I um, talk about this, it does make me think about and really feel for those of you who I know have ongoing health problems, um, chronic illnesses, chronic pain issues that continually like you're you're not ever gonna get over. And I, I do know that's a huge issue. You know, we do have one person in our our family with a it's not terminal, but it's you know, an, uh, what do they call it? Chronic illness. Um, something that's not, you know, gonna ever be cured and stuff. And I know, and he's fine. But I know, you know, with that diagnosis came a huge grieving process for for me as a mama, because he was very young at the time. And I when I realized, Oh, this is forever. Like this is, this is forever. This is a, this is not something that you're sick for a while, you rest enough, you get better. Okay, that that just wasn't reality. And so I know, this going through what I've been going through makes me feel for you guys, but I am going to be clear that that's not actually what I'm talking about. I think there's a lot that you'll be able to apply, but I'm not, and I think I've, I've talked about it in other podcasts, you know, things that I've learned um, from talking to people who, who deal with chronic illness, but that's not what I'm talking about here because I know it's different for you when there isn't going to be a time where you're better in the future, you know, where it isn't a temporary thing. Uh, I, I really am talking about those who have to take a major break from life to deal with medical issues. Okay, I just want to make sure you know that I know that it's different for you when you have the the chronic illness. Okay, number one, adjust expectations. I mean that's that's where I am right now. I'm I'm kind of at that ten day mark, and I am starting to feel so much better. I still have discomfort, but I wouldn't necessarily call it intense pain, and I realize that I'm almost, it's almost harder now because kind of done just doing nothing, but I still have, you know, four and a half weeks of official recovery time. And I'm still at a stage where there's a whole lot that I cannot do. Um, I can't lift anything. I can't bend over, you know, to pick stuff up off, off the ground. I can't, um, I don't know, run, dance, whatever, <laughs> like I was doing that anyway, but it's that adjusting expectations. And especially, you know, last week as I was very much, you know, couldn't do anything really, um, other than get up with help and all that kind of stuff and and walk around adjusting expectations is everything and realizing, and and, and I know that sometimes it's like, well, of course you're going to adjust expectations. And yet somehow when you're in the middle of it, that, idea that everything should just run exactly the same can be the thing that frustrates people like me more than anything. It's like, I want such such and such and such and such and such and such to happen and realizing it's not going to, and this is temporary. You know, what I'm dealing with right now is temporary. I am going to get back. And so for right now, I can't have the same expectations for my home, um, for myself, that I have at, at other times, you know, um, the whole push through, get it done. Sometimes that's not possible. Um, so adjusting those expectations and realizing that that's just the reality for right now is huge. Our first sponsor this week is OpenFit. I personally have a million and a half or more excuses for skipping a workout. One of the best ones is that I don't want to stop whatever I'm doing to head somewhere else other than my house for a workout. With OpenFit, you can lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. So what is OpenFit? Well, OpenFit takes all the complexity out of getting fit. I was excited to try it out. Um, There's so many workouts to choose from with some great trainers, and I can do it all at home or on the road or wherever I can stream video. There are lots of yoga workouts to do, but I'm most excited about the Extend Bar with Andrea Rogers. Okay, so I've always wanted to try a bar workout. It's spelled B-A-R-R-E if you're wondering, Um, but there aren't any in my town, but now I have access through OpenFit. You can view the workouts on your computer, web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, and Roku. I do not consider myself tech savvy, and I was able to get it all set up on my Roku within minutes. It was very easy to get it all set up, and now I can do the workouts using the big TV in my living room. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out, and with my code CLEAN, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code CLEAN and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit when you text CLEAN to 303030 you'll get full access to OpenFit all the workouts and nutrition information totally free again just text clean to 303030 accepting help i my mother and i my mother stayed with me um some in the hot my, my husband actually spent the night in the hospital with me which was really nice but my mother was up there quite a bit. And we were talking and she was just like, Oh, Dana, why is it so hard for you to accept help? And I don't know why, but I blame her. I'm just kidding. Um, of course she blames my dad's family, but whatever. Uh, but just the, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm just saying like for some of us, it's more than others. It's hard to accept help and kind of getting over myself, on that issue. You know, I had had friends who are like, do you need anything? I'm like, no, we're going to be fine. I've got a 17 year old driver. I've got my husband, you know, my kids are old enough to cook. We're fine. We're fine. And yet, can I just tell you that the friends who didn't listen to me and set up some meals to be brought to us? Oh my goodness. That was a huge blessing. I mean, it was so nice because you know what, even though my family is capable and would totally have been fine. I still, there's a mental piece of that. I think, you know, what do they call it? Mental load for moms. I mean, it's just the reality that when people want to know what's going on for dinner, their heads turn toward me to ask because that's something that I generally take care of. And so knowing that people were going to bring me, bring us meals for several nights was, so much of a, um, so much more of a help than I ever would have even really imagined. Which then also makes me even more motivated to help others in the future. I do help others, but it definitely was a reminder and a you know extra motivating to help others in the future with that. But anyway, so accepting help really did help me. And then there's the other side of that, meaning I was going to have people in my home every day, except for like maybe one or two for the week after my surgery, which then was motivating to me to do what I could do. You know, um, I I couldn't do much, but it at least motivated me to remember to say, Hey guys, I need y'all to do a five minute pickup before people get here to do this. I mean, you know, so without that, I might not have even thought about, doing some of those things. You know, it motivated me to keep my dining room table clear. Uh, you know, I totally closed the door to let them see into the kitchen, but it motivated me to clear that off enough for people to be able to put food on there. And that made me then feel better about my house as a whole. So I'm saying so, yes, accepting help was a huge help for me, but it also was a motivation because it kept me from being completely isolated. And my personal natural reaction to nobody's going to be in my house and I also don't feel good right now and really can't do much is okay then I won't do anything. You know, I'm like that helped me fight against that natural reaction. The next thing is do what I can do instead of worrying about what I wish I could do. Um this is a real thing that I personally struggle with and Is probably the underlying issue for a lot of the emails that I get from people seeking help and advice. Um, And that is worrying about what I wish I could do somehow keeps me from doing anything. Meaning, well, my house as a whole is a disaster. And I, I am currently unable to deal with a disastrous house. So, Then I feel paralyzed and I don't do anything. And a lot of this goes back to the whole project brain, the whole idea of I'm going to tackle my house as a project. You know, that's how I used to live. I would, you know, get my house spick and span, top to bottom. Yay, it's great, it's perfect. And then try to just go on with life without doing the boring daily stuff. And then my house would go back to being a disaster. And I didn't understand that it was because I was neglecting the little boring daily stuff. Okay. I was viewing my house as a project. Well, the extra big problem there for the person who ends up in a situation where they physically can't do everything like I'm in right now is if I have a project mentality about my house then I feel like, well, I can't deal with my house because I've only ever dealt with it as a project, which required huge amounts of physical energy. You know, it was like coast, 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 and then climb a mountain and then coast, 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 and climb a mountain of doing my, you know, so in my mind, cleaning my house was a huge physical thing. So when I can't do anything physically, then it makes me feel like I can't do much physically. It's like, well, then I'm not able to do anything. I can't clean my house because of this, where now that I have this mentality and I realize that my house is not a project, it just simply does not work when I treat my house as a project. Then I see the value and I know the impact of the daily small things, which then gives me something to do instead of worrying about what all I wish I could do. Does that make sense? I hope it does. It's very possible um I've used my energy this morning already and so I'm very tired right now. So I hope I make it any sense. We'll see. Um along with that is spending energy wisely. Knowing which daily things actually have the biggest impact, meaning dishes first if you can't do anything else, do the dishes. Now, one of the issues for me is I can't lift my cast iron stuff because it's too heavy for me right now. Um, and I'm maybe could, but you know, I did lift something yesterday and went, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, but especially there, you know, at the beginning, I couldn't lift that kind of stuff. I couldn't deal with that, especially cause it has to be, you know, it can't stick it in the dishwasher or anything like that. But even the dishwasher, the bending over and stuff, I'm now able to do that. But those first couple days I couldn't do that, you know, so Uh, you know, doing what I can of that instead of saying, well, I can't deal with my cast iron stuff, so I can't do the dishes. Well, yes, I could. I could do a few things and those few things have an impact, you know, but spending energy wisely, dealing with the most visible spaces, doing the things that have the biggest impact, five minute pickups, sometimes even if it's, um, you know, the way I'm directing my family to do things. If I am going to declutter at this point, which I have been a little bit strangely, but doing it in a way where I, you know, don't make a bigger mess following my own strategies of taking everything there right now. Cause I can walk. I can totally walk, you know, that maybe in your situation, you're in a different place for that, but you know, I'm able to go from one place to another. Now, the only thing I'm able to work on decluttering wise is stuff that's at my, you know, waist height, basically, you know, I can't do anything where I'm digging into a cabinet or moving, um, you know, bending over and digging things out from under the bed or whatever. I can't do that right now, but there are things that I can do. And usually those are the most visible things anyway. So they allow me to follow the visibility rule. Okay. Our next sponsor is third love. So talking about bras is awkward, at least for me, it's awkward, but trying them on no longer needs to be awkward. You can skip the trip, find your fit with third loves online fit finder order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. So I took the 60 second quiz and they figured out the shape and size that I needed. They have over 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, and they designed their bras using data points from the over 12 million women who have taken the quiz to date. I also love that they have a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I love that. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners fifteen percent off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com/slash-clean now to find your perfect-fitting bra and get fifteen percent off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/slash-clean for fifteen percent off today. And along with that, especially you know, on the things that I can't do, but I'm asking my family to do the people who are living in the house with me. It's a reminder of how it's not fair to have expectations of someone and not express them clearly. That's like probably one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when someone has expectations of me and just want, you know, if I don't know, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you like that will make my head explode. If I hear somebody say that, because it's just, it's manipulative and I don't like being manipulated. So um, you know, and you can't, I, I'm, I'm real big on, don't be mad at me if you never told me that you had this expectation that I never fulfilled, you know, so trying to remember that because when you're in that situation of, y'all, I just had surgery. I mean, that's what I want to, I actually do say it out loud a lot. Um, to, y'all, I just had surgery and everybody laughs because I am sort of being funny, but I'm also reminding them that I just had surgery. Um, but you know, there's part of me that's like, do they not realize I can't do that? Do they not realize that them leaving their socks on the floor? I can't like, I can't bend over and get those. I can kick them, you know, gently into their room or something, but I can't, I physically can't deal with some of these issues and they should know better, except that the thing I can do is say, I need everybody to pick up your socks off the floor. Cause remember, I can't do that right now. And they go, Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I tell them anyway, other times to pick up their socks off the floor, but there's something about me being in physical pain and not being able to do that. That makes me feel even more like a martyr. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help anybody ever. So, um, I wish it did, but it doesn't. So, you know, getting over myself and expressing what it is that I need people to do. And also, you know, it kind of goes back to, um, when the kids were little and, I would, um, okay, fine. I still do it this way sometimes, but you know, I'll have them put their laundry away and I'll give them a small stack and you know, here, here's your small stack. This goes in this specific drawer. Remember, even though they should totally know that, but I still am going to try to help them succeed and me be happy by being very clear in my expectations and making it a small thing at a time. I feel like I'm kind of going back to that some with this, of Hey, I need you to pick up this stuff and go put it over there, you know, so that I'm not just, Hey guys, I need you to help me keep the house clean. You know, there's a difference there. And then they know what's expected of them. They know what it is that I'm asking, because here's the thing. What doesn't work in keeping a house under control is power trips and guilt trips. Just express yourself, just, you know, say, say what needs to be, Done and ask clearly and don't get mad when. Now, I mean, I can get mad when I ask them to do it and they don't. That's different. But, you know, being willing to express myself and be clear about what it is that I need, because I I know it sounds a little bit silly, except that I hear from people a lot who this is the issue. My family should know, you know, or, well, I'm sick. I'm going to see what it is that they do or don't do. I guess we'll find out if they've been paying any attention. Y'all, come on. It just. Do you like it when people do stuff like that to you? No. So just be clear, you know, be clear. It's, it's completely a different situation. If you say, can you take these dishes to the sink? Cause you know, I, I've kind of exhausted what I'm able to do today. And they say, no, that's a different situation than you going, these dishes are piling up in the living room. These dishes are there. They still haven't noticed. I mean, we're talking about two different things. And so remove the whole guilt trip and I'm going to wait and see what they do it just doesn't work it just doesn't um so other things I want to talk about is stuff that those of you who are not in this current situation can do to build your housekeeping emergency fund for when these things happen medical issues or even just having the flu or just what you know any kind of medical sickness stuff like that it happens it happens in life and it's going to happen. And this is where I think about, you know, Dave Ramsey's emergency fund. If you haven't ever listened to him, part of his stuff, you know, you pay down debt, you do an emergency or you do, an, you know, a small emergency fund first, and then you pay down debt. And then you do like a big emergency fund before you get into the major, you paying down your house and, and saving and all that kind of stuff. And as you do that, that, that first emergency fund is so that when life happens you're not stuck in a really bad situation you know you you can handle what life throws at you and i think you know there these things that i'm going to talk about are the ways to build a housekeeping emergency fund i mean that's basically what it comes down to because sickness is going to happen maybe even if it's not your sickness where you have to go help a friend or something, or you help your mother or, you know, somebody gets in a car accident or whatever. I mean, these things happen and to live life pretending like they're never going to happen just doesn't work, you know? So these are the things I'm really glad over the last, you know, I've been doing this over the last almost 10 years now, but even with that, you know, I felt these same benefits when I would have these life throw me different random things. I would feel these benefits even early on in the process. Okay. Um, Number one, did I already say that project mentality people have the worst time with medical issues because we can't push through to do the project of cleaning our house? Okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's the reality. Medical issues come up, time issues come up and all of a sudden we can't push through. I think that honestly is the reason why. I got so frustrated, you know, when I assumed after I had kids that it was going to be easier to keep my house under control because I was going to be a stay at home mom. But in reality, I had always treated my house as a project, meaning it got so bad. And then I dug out. Um, but when I had little kids, well, then it just was reality that I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't, you know, devote two days to nothing but cleaning my house because I had people who needed to eat and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you know, with health issues, project mentality, people have the worst time because all of a sudden physically I can't push through. I can't do what I've always done. So what are things that I have done to build my housekeeping emergency fund? Well, I've decluttered. Less stuff equals a smaller explosion when things do get out of control. I mean, it's just fact. The less I have, the less that gets crazy, the less there is to get knocked over and be, you know, stuck on In a pile on the floor that I have to deal with. I mean, you know, the less stuff I have, the less out of control my house gets when life happens. Other things, my family knows what our house is supposed to look like. They did not used to know that. And so now I can have higher expectations of them when I ask for help because they actually know what the house is supposed to look like. They didn't know that before. Okay. They didn't, it was not normal for our house to be picked up and all of that. And so by just simply getting rid of stuff that didn't need to be in my house, they visually it became normal to them what the house was supposed to look like and then they were able to help. Okay? My house looks clean or cleaner even when it isn't. So even when honestly I'm not going to mop and I may or may not ask the people in my family to mop, my house basically looks a whole lot cleaner when there's a whole lot less stuff in it. Okay? When the surfaces are mostly clear, when the picking up is really just picking up a day's worth of stuff and not a major decluttering job, the house looks clean or cleaner, which then makes me feel ah, better in this situation. Um establishing the habits, I'm so glad that I established habits so that cleaning the house is not a project anymore. Um, the habits like doing the dishes, doing the sweeping of the floors, doing the five minute pickup, those, you know, doing the dishes and the five minute pickup, those are everything. But you know, I mean, like getting those things established gives me the momentum in the house to be able to handle these times because now doing the dishes, just a day's worth of dishes, asking someone to do the dishes for me or load the dishwasher or whatever it is that they're doing First of all, they've seen that it's a thing we do all the time. They don't go, wait, you're sick. And now all of a sudden I have to do the dishes, which is a whole day project. No. Okay. It's, they understand that it's just a minor thing. Um, that's my daughter's job now. And so, you know, she's taking it on even more because of, of me being, you know, unable to do certain things. So that establishing of habits has such a huge impact on these times where life throws something at me that I can't handle. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about um, something that some of you might have gotten frustrated about when I talked about it a little bit earlier, which is when I mentioned friends bringing meals, I fully acknowledge that there are times in your life where you just wish for people who would bring meals. When we first had our first baby, he's 17 now, but when we had him, we had just moved while I was pregnant, probably four or five months, before Now he was born three days after Christmas. And so it was kind of it was back before the internet. I'm well, not before the internet, but before Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't this general announcement to people that we'd had a baby, you know, and I don't know if word didn't get around at you know, where people that my husband worked with, or whatever, but nobody came to see us in the hospital. And it was, it's not the end of the world. I mean, come on, there are times where I'm like, I don't want anybody coming to see me but it was hard. you know. We had nobody come see us it's like oh, first baby. Oh, okay. I mean, our parents came. So I, I mean, I'm not saying nobody, our parents did come, but it was a little bit like one of those reminders that we simply did not have the relationships that we wish that we had, you know, cause we were just in a new place and there was nobody to come see us. And so I acknowledge that there are times in life where you simply don't have the relationships to have people who offer to help. So as long as we're talking about what can you do now that will help you in the future in these times, I'm going to encourage you to develop some relationships. And here I go. You guys know me. I firmly believe that church is the best place to develop those kinds of relationships. You know, a lot of times people say, well, especially, you know, early on, you know, when you're a stay at home mom and you've got You know, no reason to ever put on anything other than yoga pants. I'm like, well, guess what? Go to church, and you'll have a reason to put something other than you can wear yoga pants, and that's fine. Nobody cares, but it kind of solves a lot of these issues and our relationships that we have are people that we've gotten very close to over years. I'm not talking about we went two weeks ago because I knew I was having surgery and I wanted to make some friends real quick so somebody would bring me meals. I'm saying we have invested our lives and our time in church and by doing that we have some very 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 close relationships that i'm incredibly thankful for and in these moments i go wow i knew we had good friends but i am so thankful for those good friends because wow this has really helped um so I'm going to say that you, I, I know that so many of you have been burned by churches and I totally get that. And I'm so sorry for that, but try again, you know, try big churches, small churches, try places in your area and just give them, give them several weeks of trying. If, if there's something about it you like, but you haven't met anybody yet, ask people, how do you meet people in this church? You know, I mean like that, that kind of thing, you know, be honest. Cause there's a lot of other people who are at I would say so many of the people who are at church and super involved—that's their purpose—is yes, they're there because they love God and all that. But they also fully are honest and acknowledge the fact that they need relationships with people. And so, just be honest—we're looking for relationships. If if church is just completely out for you, well, what are some other ways that you could meet some people in your community, develop some relationships, um, volunteer somewhere? Volunteer at the library, volunteer at, you know, a local schools. I mean, schools are always looking for volunteers. You know, maybe it's coming in and reading to people, whatever. Um, You obviously uh, may take some time to develop relationships with other adults by volunteering with children, but it does happen. And that's how people create these friendships. Talk to the moms at soccer practice. Instead of sitting in your car while the um, kids are playing soccer, Bring your chair, bring your portable chair, and go out there and sit next to another mom. And if she doesn't want to talk to you, that's fine. But try because so many times people are just waiting for somebody else to reach out. So maybe be that person who reaches out. Um, join a walking group. I know those exist. Go to the park, talk to somebody. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you don't want to be weird if they're there with kids and you just, you know what I mean, but find those opportunities, find places where you can develop those relationships. Um, anyway, that's one of those things that I think, wow, this helped me so much. And we're the type of people we need those relationships anyway. So we're very highly motivated to have relationships with people. But in these times, I think, Oh, I'm so glad we've invested in so many people. And This has really helped me. So I hope that's helpful. I don't know. I hope any of this entire podcast was coherent. Oh, and let me just give you my, I think, what is it week three or week four on my decorated house? I think that helps. I do. Again, I think with my living room being decorated, that it helps my family to know where things go and what it's supposed to look like. I really do. I think it has. I think it's been a really good thing. I mean, that room that is officially decorated is the room that's staying the nicest. And I'm also motivated because when people come over to my house to bring me a meal, I'm like, hey, have you seen my living room? Come here. (laughs) Anyway, and by the way, my mother loves my painted fireplace. I was worried that she wouldn't like it, but we didn't paint it solid. We painted it um, like it looks, she said, oh, it just looks like a different color brick that matches You know, She's like, it's not just solid painted. Anyway, I really like it. And I was very excited that she loves it. Anyway, you guys who do not want to hear about ultimate homemaking bundle, because you are listening to this after it's over, um, which I think is May 6th, or you just don't want to hear about it. This is the time for you to go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Okay. Those of you who want to hear about ultimate homemaking bundle, keep listening. Okay. I am now, um, assuming that if you don't want to hear about the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle, you are gone. Um, Because here we are at the end of the podcast. You've heard everything already. If you were listening to this after May 6th, please don't, because you'll just be sad that you missed out. But if you are listening to this on or before May 6th of 2019, I want to make sure you understand what the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle is and why it might be worth checking out. So, First of all, um, if you want to just go look at it because you already know what they are and you always know that you get get one every year, uh, just go to aslobcomesclean.com slash bundle. That's B-U-N-D-L-E. Um, and what that will do is it will take you to a page on my site and all it's going to have is just a link to get over to the bundle for you to check it out. I do ask that if you're going to go you know, check out the ultimate homemaking bundle for this year, that you do go to a slobchemsclean.com slash bundle instead of just going straight to their site, because that's how I get my affiliate commission, which, you know, is how I get to call this stuff that I do my job. Anyway, so I appreciate those of you who do purchase through my link, but okay. So what is it? Well, um, it's 104 digital products. That's 30, e-courses and videos, 28 ebooks, 25 printable packs, 16 workbooks, three summits, and two membership sites. For real, that's a lot. Um, Worth $2,294.37, but on sale for this limited time for $29.97. So here's how this works. Um, it's a good deal for you if you will get $30 worth of value out of these products, which, I mean, you could like easily... 5% of the products, if if you could use 5% of this, the value of this bundle, you've actually saved money. You know what I mean? Because we're talking like $2,200, $2,300 worth of stuff that you're paying $30 for. So you don't need everything in it. But what I like to do is just go over and look at all the products that are included and go, Oh, yeah, that looks fun. That looks fun. That looks fun. If I saw, I'm always thinking if I saw this online on its own, would it make me go, Oh, I kind of wish I had that. And if it does, then I put it on my little list. And I, and I personally did that with this bundle and just on a first go round of what kind of caught my eye, what piqued my interest. Um, I believe it was, $858.86 worth of products that caught my interest. And so now I can actually own all of those and go in, look at them and decide, do I really need this thing or whatever after I've purchased the bundle for $30. Does that make sense? Okay. So it's $30 and the full value is 22 something, you know, 2200 and something. Um, but I personally am interested in $858 worth. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, um, so go over, look, just decide, is there enough that you really think you would actually use? Because you don't want it if you're not going to use it. I'm never going to tell you to get something that you don't need, even though it is digital products. So it's not going to take up physical space. It can be very overwhelming. So I would say, is there something that makes you go, Oh, I really, really want that. Now I am telling you my course, the five day clutter shakedown, which is valued at $40 is in the bundle. So that means that if you buy the bundle, you're getting, even if the only thing you use is my course, the five day clutter shakedown, which I am very, very proud of. I mean, I'll just be honest. It's the principles from decluttering at the speed of life, the book, but I show you exactly how they work. Anyway, if all you use is my course you've saved $10 on that. And then you have all these other things that you now have access to that you can go pick and choose what would actually be valuable to you. Okay. Um, but just to give you a couple of ideas of what it is again, if you're like, okay, I want to go, what was that link again? com slash bundle. All right. So there are different categories. There's creativity and decor, which is the one that's kind of caught my interest this time. Um, there's a course that's uh, valued at $47 called brush lettering 101 I know from um, going to the Pinners conferences on my book tour last year that um, brush lettering hand lettering oh my word so incredibly popular possibly pop- more popular than decluttering anyway um, I really liked there's a little ebook. It's like a $5.99 ebook, but Hey, it adds to the value. Um, how to choose paint colors for your home. That's something I've been thinking about a lot. Also, I do have up on my site, um, the pictures of my living room that I know several of y'all had asked about. Let's see for kids. There's a chore board printable pack. I know there's also a faith section. There are quite a few different decluttering courses. If you're, if you ever wonder to yourself, do I need to, you know, if every single time you see a decluttering course come come along. You think, Oh, do I need to try that? Do I need to try that? I personally believe that mine is the one that you need. Um, but this gives you a chance to look at quite a few different ones and just go up. Nope. Now you've actually seen it. Um, or maybe you'll learn the thing that will help you in your home. Oh, I like this. The printable educational poster bundle, laundry guidelines and modern states and capitals, but y'all laundry guidelines to help kids remember how to do laundry. Um, let's see. And home management, there's my course, of course, (laughs) How to host a crazy profitable garage sale. There's in the kitchen, baking supplies, pantry labels, um, fabulously festive meal planning and food storage printable pack, Pack, the humbled homemakers meal planning printables bundle, which includes a two week Aldi meal plan. Let's see. There's access to the get organized HQ 2018 virtual summit, which I was actually a speaker at. And that's a $49 value. So that alone Uh, makes the the bundle price worth it. Um, There's a habit tracker bundle printable. I really liked that. There's a parenting section. There is a self-care section. There's a work at home section. So there's all different kinds of things that are included. Um, And I just wanted to make sure that you knew about it, that you knew it's time sensitive. Um, It only goes through May 6th. The reason that they can offer all this at once is because of the limited time, because then that allows us to push it and we get, we as contributors get exposure to a lot of people we might not have exposure to otherwise, but you know, it is a limited time that we're doing this. So that's the reason they're able to offer it for this crazy, ridiculous price, but obviously you don't need all that stuff, but just go check it out through my link, a slash bundle and decide if it's something that actually makes sense for you because you would actually use it. All right. I will, I really am ending now. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.